you know, when you, you think about um, stuff like a logo and an identifier for a brand, yeah. you know, it's really easy to sort of focus on those things and you might say it's important to have, you know, a uniform and that people wear the right socks. But, you know, something like uh, customer training someone in customer service, like getting a smile or a thank yeah, you or yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. is still a part of a brand and an experience. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, the podcast where we bring you helpful tips and advice on websites, Google, and social media. All right, everybody, welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, episode number eight, I believe. Uh, the podcast where we share uh, ideas and tips on digital marketing, websites, and Google. And today, we've got a special guest, Mr. Corey Dodd from L Creative. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, for those that don't know, I think most uh, people in the industry in Geelong would probably would have heard of you by now. But for those that don't know, tell us a little bit more about Elk Creative. Um, so Elk Creative is, I guess, the a business that I've started. Um, I've sort of worked in the industry for like 20 years, um, which is rough to say, shows how old I am. Yeah. Um, but Elk Creative is uh, a, a, branding, a branding studio. So we're sort of focused on um, sort of helping clients from end to end from understanding you know, who their market is, what they're trying to do. And then, you know, with that production end of stuff, so logo design and a little bit of web development and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I believe you started out in Adelaide. I did. Yeah. So, I mean... Most of my life I've spent in Adelaide, uh, moved to Geelong to work for another agency mm-hmm. um, and that and did that for quite a few years. And then, you know, as as happens, you, you run out of uh, opportunity at a place, I guess, and mm-hmm. you, you have bigger ideas and, and you want to start your own thing. So that's what we, I did, started up uh, my business um, probably two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty... Full disclosure, you and I worked together for <laughs> a very brief window of time. We did, yes. Yep. Was, it, was it as much as four weeks? Probably. Around that time, <laughs> yeah. So we sort of just crossed paths in that time. And yep. um, yeah, I guess I've stayed in touch since. Yep. So um, I've got you on the show today because you are that, that branding guy and you're very well respected in the industry for your branding. Very creative guy. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's some great talent in Geelong, but yours is definitely stands above as that creative side of things. Um, you're definitely a, a true artist. So can you, for our audience, define, tell us what, what is a brand? Um, well, that's a really tough question, and I guess it's a really broad question. But mm. to, to me, the idea of a brand, like people can confuse it for a lot of things. Obviously, people you know can confuse it for a logo. And I think the next thing that people sort of confuse that is is what I would classify as an identity, mm-hmm. um, and you know, such as an extended marketing material, and, and even your name, and you know, more than your logo. Mm-hmm. But really, to me, a brand, um, the, the the true meaning of a brand is is it sounds really, I guess, almost wanky. But if you if you close your eyes and and you say the name of something then the, the emotive feeling that you have from from that that mm. response is what the brand is yeah and so what ev- you associate with and yeah yeah. yeah yeah so really everything has a brand so every person has a brand every place has a brand if you say yeah. like uluru or bondi they you know have different meanings to you mm-hmm. um and the thing with that if you think about it is that a brand then becomes personal to the the, the person perceiving that brand rather than the actual owner of oh. the brand yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah, okay. And so, for your your service is yep. branding. Yep. So, what's branding? As so, opposed to a brand, what uh, is branding? Yeah, yeah, that's a good good question. So, really, uh, like if you think about that, everything has a brand. Mm-hmm. Then, 
and I, like I was saying, so some people may perceive, have different perceptions of, of a brand. So you might say something like Samsung mm-hmm. and we perceive them as different, mm-hmm. but also you may find that people perceive them the same, but like them because they identify differently with them. So, you know, if we say Apple mm-hmm. and, and Samsung and they're different, mm-hmm. um, someone might see Apple as expensive and then another person might see it expensive, but then say, well, I, I get good value from that expensive, whereas someone else goes, I, you know, it's, it's yep. extravagant, so it's not for me. Yep. Um, so branding is actually trying to, I guess, massage and control. Manipulate. Manipulate. It's probably a horrible <laughs> word. Yeah. It's trying to be involved in... in yeah. Influence, let's influence. say. Influence, yeah, yeah. That's probably a better word. But yeah. it, even just being involved in that conversation. So, you know, it comes back to, I guess, first of all, understanding who you are as, yeah. a, as, a, as a business or a brand, you know, because there's personal branding and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But trying to understand what that is yeah. and then who you're talking to and what that message is. Mm-hmm. And so the act of branding yeah, is, is trying to have some sort of guide to that mm. um, rather than leaving it up to everyone else. Because like I said, if, if everyone and everything has a brand and you're not doing anything about it, mm. um, the branding is controlled by someone else. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so from a business, business perspective, why is branding so important? Um, but <laughs> it's it's I guess it's probably really about um, understanding you know who your market is yep. um, and and what message you're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, the I guess the thing with it that that I think is really important is that I guess it's like I said about that control. And if you don't have control, or you don't have some sort of influence, mm-hmm. or trying to I guess work out what you're trying to you know say and achieve with a brand, then mm-hmm. you're leaving that up to someone else. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's really a risky, risky thing to do. So if, you, if I like to think that every everything is being branded and is being is being branded anyway. Yeah. Um, and so if you're actually active, it's the same as marketing, right? It, stuff is being marketed. People are having a perception around this stuff. Yeah. But if you start to actively do something about it, mm. um, so that's really why it's important. It's it's more about what you're risking by not by not playing in that. I'm not area. doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so when you touched on um, target audiences. I guess um, defining a brand that speaks to a target audience um, is really important these days because um, not every brand or branding has to work for everybody, does it? It doesn't have to appeal to the masses. No. I mean, really, it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, And it's that connection. You want to connect. So whatever the brand is, that that emotion or that feeling that you get, that association, it needs to connect with uh, your ideal customer. Yep. Yeah. So 100%. So I think there's a bit of a misconception around you know ideal customers and that really there's multiple ways that you can can break these down and you can sort of target customers you know for for people like us you you might say well you might break that down by industry Mm -hmm. you might break it down by services so you know you might be a specialist in you know a specific service an illustrator or an seo person and you just have one focus or you might focus on an industry Um, but you can also focus on you know demographics you can focus on psychographics so like their really how people think. What are psychographics? So psychographics are really the things that define how we perceive ourselves. Right. Um, So, you know, how you identify, where you put yourself in, you know, as far as looking for things that are affordable versus extravagant. Yeah. And and they change. Like, they change from, you know, within a person. They change from person to person, but also within a person from time to time and for... um, Different things. Different things, yeah. Yeah, So you might highly value... um, one sort of a service yep. or you know uh, cars or yeah you might uh, yeah maybe my health is up there but maybe that's right. maybe my clothes are not that high yeah that's right so yeah. really it's um yeah just really important to sort of work out i guess what what, what you're trying to um, right. yeah 
Okay. Um, so if you're starting out, you're starting out a business or you're starting up a, a new product or things like that, uh, how do you establish a brand? At the very start, obviously you need an identity. Yep. Um, but beyond that, you know, going into that establishing emotion and connecting with people, how do you get started? Um, well, I think like what we we're just talking about with that ideal customer um, and really it's sort of being, I guess there's a bit of truth, to, to, to being a bit truthful with yourself. So yep. um, knowing... I guess what it is you do and who you are um, with businesses you know there's a lot of talk about authenticity you know obviously that's like almost a, a buzzword these days yeah, yeah. Um, and that really is kind of what that's about like actually looking at yourself and yes. working out what that is um, and that really the best thing about authenticity is that it makes your conversation a bit easier because you're being true to yourself yeah um, but yeah that's that's probably the best place to start all forms of, of or authentic marketing are generally easier to produce as well because you're not thinking about it too long you're not stressing over what is what do people think of this yes. you're actually just doing what you do yeah the, the more authentic your bet can be the closer yeah. you are to yourself and you can tell you can tell these things like when it comes to a website you can tell if they're real photos if they're the words from yes. the actual owners yep. Um, there's a feeling and it's subtle, but it's obvious at the same time. Yep. Um, so authenticity, absolutely agree with you there. That's a, that's a massive... Yep. And um, so also, I think when you're starting out too with, with trying to define some of those things, you sort of work out what your target target market is. I think it is a good exercise, you know, and it's almost like a, um, you know, business strategy yep. to start to, you know, if you want to go all in, you mm. can actually start to identify that person and create like almost like a, an, an avatar yep. um, and create like a... a an idea of who that person is mm-hmm. um absolutely branding is uh, you know it does fall into that business planning strategy sort yeah. of uh, space doesn't it yeah yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a crossover so some people don't have that business document yeah and and or they do and there's a bit of a gap in there around who their market is yeah um and that's really the investment in a branding agency such as yourself it's not just you're not just hiring a graphic designer to no. to put uh your idea in your head onto a bit of paper yeah there's a whole process behind that yeah that um, that identifies all these aspects of a brand. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, and I think with that as well, that one of the the, the, the real tough thing, if you're starting out, if you, like, let's say we're, you're talking about starting out as in for a startup or something like yeah. that, um, the real tough thing that I think people struggle with um, is to remove themselves mm-hmm. from the conversation. Uh, obviously, everyone starts a business and they want to um, be proud of that, mm-hmm. but I think they often confuse their own personal desires with with that market so that's where trying to identify that is and who that is mm-hmm. and even creating a profile for someone and you know maybe you call them Tom and they looks like it looks like this and he's you know 50 and this is the, his sort of spending habits if you can identify who that is mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier yep. so you see when you talk to an established business they they start to know who their customers are yeah um, so obviously there's a little bit of guesswork going in with that and mm-hmm. you, you kind of need to readjust mm-hmm. um, but like, if you're established, you you should be able to identify. Look, these are the people that are working with you know that 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 come to our business or buy yep. our product or service. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's this big trap where people sort of go, oh, you know, our product or our service is, is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the easiest way to like sort of focus in on something is to look at where the sales or the um, the spend is easiest and highest. Mm-hmm. So if there's people that you can identify that you know, where the process just happens. So like in a, in a service-based thing like what we have, it's where you can identify that these the conversations work well, you're yeah. getting better results. Yes. Um, so you start to realise like this whole process 
is good for both parties. Yeah. Now, if you've got a product, you, you know, maybe you sell tyres or something like that, it's, well, who, who, what sort of tyres are you selling and what po- price point? Um, and what people are making those sales the easiest or, or you know, spending mm-hmm. the most or, or whatever. So, yeah. you know, someone, it's not always about the most amount of money too. Someone might come in, I'll stick with tyres for a second. Yeah. But someone might come in and they spend the most, but they, you know, mess you around, they shop around, they take a long time. Whereas Bring someone might come in and they're just in that middle point. Yeah. And they're the people that you sell to really easy. So that's a way to identify, you know, who a, who a good customer is. Yeah. Do you think that uh, personal brand is important, especially in the start? Like, I feel like for me, um, when nobody knows who my, what my what Pixel was, yep. but they knew some, well, I had a limited network, but my limited network knew me. They didn't know Pixel. Yep. Um, so, but, you know, how much do you invest in a personal brand versus your company's brand? Yeah, well, personal brand is definitely important. Um, I think personal brand's important regardless of whether you're, you know, in business for yourself or you work for other people. Just um, your career brand, it's basically. It's just career branding, yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a, a, there is a point where um, you can overcapitalize and it depends, yep. it does depend. Like if you have a, a service business, maybe you're like a business coach or something like that mm-hmm. or a personal trainer mm-hmm. and you're always going to be center of the brand. Yes. Um, whereas if you're, again, I'll go to tires. If you run a tire chain, I don't know what's the matter with tires at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. If you, if you run a tire chain, um, then it's likely that it's not going to be associated with a person. It's going to be associated with, you know, the product and the service that you offer. Unless it's Bob's tires or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I think it could take something like Bob Jane. And, and I think a lot of people would associate with that with something more than, you know, an, an old racing car, uh, you know, superstar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So personal brand, I think if you understand, if, if your business is really always going to be tied to yourself, then mm-hmm. sort of, you know, that's when you double down on, on that. Yeah. Um, but initially, yeah, I think that people should be, you know, thinking about personal brand kind of anyway. And, yeah. and, and we, I know this is sort of going back to that big question around what is brand and, and, and we do that, we do mm. that anyway. They do, we do that with our friends and our family. Mm-hmm. You know, we sort of control our behavior or, or think in certain ways and, and do different things. And so really it's just doing that outside of the personal sense and doing that with a, that business mindset. And that's so, yeah. yeah. I, I have heard strategies where business owners, um, are really strong on the personal brands of all of their employees yep. and they really push that. And then I've, other, I've heard other strategies where they want to protect that and there's no one personal face that is connected to the client. They actually want to protect it so that staff are interchangeable. Now, there's positives and, 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 and negatives for both, both styles and I guess yep. it comes back to your overall business strategy. But uh, I personally am a, a fan of Nick and I in particular like having having our own brands and mm-hmm. and um, having that connection because it, it builds that connection with, with people at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, like if I thought you were going to ask which one is better and I'm like, no, well, no, you no. Know, it's pretty obvious. Like what place would you prefer to I have a preference. For, you know? I have a preference, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that sort of goes back to what we are saying before about authenticity. That's just um, really, there's a lot of these old, you know, mad men style marketing ideas and they mm. just don't cut it anymore. And mm. that's why it's stuff like being authentic and, you know, culture and those sorts of things yeah. are really big. And, you know, I was thinking about um, this as, as I'm sort of rubbishing on about brand itself. And, you know, when you, you think about um, stuff like a logo and an identifier for a brand, yeah. you know, it's really easy to sort of focus on those things and you might say it's important to have you know, a uniform and that people wear the right socks. But, you know, something like uh, customer training someone in customer service, like getting a smile or a thank yeah, you or yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. is still a part of a brand and an experience. Well, on that, one of the best things I've seen at uh, Bean Squeeze, drive-through coffee shops, there's yep. a sign that I think it says they're... Um 
mission or whatever it is to have you leave happier. Yep. And every single person, when you come to that window, how are you? They're smiling. Mm-hmm. How's your day? And then when you go around the corner to pay, how are you? How's your day? It's absolutely their brand. That's not just a coincidence that yep. they're hiring happy people all the time and they're always happy every time I drive through. That must be part of their branding strategy. Yeah. Uh, and they do it really, really well. Yeah, and that's—I guess—that's why I was saying, if at the very start, if you kind of close your eyes and you picture that experience, it's mm. just bigger than anything. You know, there are other things that we use, and I think that stuff that, that, that we talk about as, as far as identity, you know, whether it's logos or, or a name of a business, they really are just those identifiers, you know. Yeah. Um, and and not the actual brand itself. Yeah. Okay. But they're important. <laughs> they're really yeah, important yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. All right. So fast forward a little bit. Say if you're established. Yep. And you're sort of you've got a brand and you've identified all of these characteristics and your target audience and things like that. What are some of the ways that you can uh, increase your brand awareness? You've got a good brand, but it's just not out there. What, yep. are the, what are the main channels? I mean, obviously this can go super broad and uh, who are you actually, who are we talking about? But just in general terms, what are some great ways? Well, there's probably two things. Though. There's probably one thing that I would say around that first before you sort of get stuck into that. And that is like, um, you know, there's a bit of a focus these days on numbers and, 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 and growth around stuff and, and growth for the sake of growth isn't really, you know, that important. I think mm-hmm. we, we can fixate on those things. And, um, you know, if you're chasing, you know, a, a certain amount of followers on, on something, yeah, when you break it down, like a, a business like mine, I only need a small amount of people to in, engage me and interact with me. So yeah. if, if I had 50,000 people following me and none of those people actually cared about what I did, yes. It's not not important, but yeah. growing that brand awareness. Look, you know, it's the same as like personal branding. It's about being first about getting getting out there and being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it probably comes down to you know all forms of marketing. You know, there's stuff yeah. you can do yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, there's content creation, yeah. video, yep. blogs, yep. social media posts. Yeah. Yep. So nearly everything that you know you see in in marketing and even the things I'm talking about around branding are things that people can do themselves. But it's most of the time they don't. Maybe they don't have the insight yep. or the resources, and they it's not worth their time yeah. to be doing that stuff when they can hire someone that does that stuff. It's but kind of an uh, an intangible benefit brand awareness because you don't get a direct. Here's how many sales you made from no. brand awareness. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't equate on a Google ad campaign or a social Facebook campaign no. Um, there's no KPI and there's no like metrics around it there's well no, you can you, know. you can put metrics on it but they're not they don't equate to a dollar yep. there's no business result from that yeah um, so as you say you know likes and followers that that's great mm. and I guess you have you're building an audience which is an asset yeah but it doesn't actually equate doesn't necessarily equate to sales it could yes doesn't necessarily um, likewise for site visits you can get thousands of people reading your blog but if they're not actually leading to become customers, yes. Yep. Um, is there actually any any business benefit to that? And really, that's almost like that authenticity thing again. Because if you're blogging around things that are really close to to what it is that your brand is connected to, rather than going, yeah. what's a good topic for me to, to write about for traffic? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's close to the things that are at the end of your service, then yeah, you, you're probably going to capture some of that stuff easier. Yeah. So yeah, I think growing growing um, brand awareness is, you know. It's really important, but it can be, you know, um, kind of over. You, you, know. Can get, you can become misguided on, on, its, on, on its purpose. Yeah. Although, yeah. Yep. I think um, maybe like in the professional services or B2B space, you know, there's limited, like you say, there's a, there's a certain amount of people that you want to deal with. And yep. um, 
perhaps uh, mass awareness is more suited to say reta- online retailers where yep. they might not have the same relationship building or the same ticket value um, of their sales. Yep. Um, so in those cases, you know, maybe those vanity metrics have a bit more value than, than t- to your eye. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I definitely agree. Yeah. Podcasts is one of them, I suppose. Podcasting is is the new. Well, it's not that new anymore. People have been going on about podcasts for a while now, and it's, uh, it's really hitting a stride though now. These, it's starting to hit yeah. stride. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know, obviously I'm on board now. I'm, I, I feel like I'm pretty late to the party. Yep. Um, I don't think so. Well, well think- not not as late as some, but I'm I'm still late. Like I feel <laughs> like I missed the opportunity there to go to be big. Yep. Well, big in big in small in my small circle, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I've had contact from somebody overseas already after seven podcasts from some US agency to, to come on the podcast, which is awesome. I don't know why they want to be on my little <laughs> podcast. It's good quality. But you know what? It's it's creating networking. It's creating awareness. They must have found yep. that by searching yep. for digital marketing podcasts. Um, so I guess the hopes is that that expands. Mm, yep. um, how, how have you gone with your podcasting? Have you had actually any business come out of it? Any leads? Um because you've done quite a few now, haven't you? Yeah, no, so I haven't really had leads. Um, it's not something that I'm, I guess... Or relationships, I'm, any good relationships? Yeah, I've built quite a few relationships with people. Um, I guess a lot of the time, the stuff that I'm doing is working with or, or talking to people in, in this setting. So yep. um, it's not like a, 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 I guess, a sales pitch. It's just a mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and a, a lot of the podcasts that I've been on have been, uh, I guess, the audience is other people in the industry. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I'm making contacts through through that, and I think that's, I mean, you know, this is personal brand stuff versus business brand stuff, but networking within your industry is a really positive thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't actually made um, sales and stuff through that, but yeah. I, I don't think that's that's my goal. And if it was my goal, I probably would treat that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could, I would be creating content that's specifically geared around. I'd take that step back and say, well, who is the audience? Yes. And what, how can, what can I do to attract them? What are their, you know, it's, it's those things that questions that you would have with yeah. customers, like what are your pain points? Yep. Or what are the, what are your customers' pain points? You know, what are the, what are the problems you're trying to solve for them? Mm-hmm. So that goes across all content, and that's really, you know, that that can go across, you know, anything from advertising to marketing, from podcast to social to, yeah. you know, everything. Yeah. Um, and when you're sort of saying like, what stuff should people do? The, the, I think there's a bit of a par- par- paralysis. Where, where, what's the word? Paralysis. Par- yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> where, where there's so much stuff that you can do, and I think sometimes you need to pick and choose. Yeah. What, what you're good at. What you're good at. Yeah. yeah. What you can be authentic in, and yeah. if you're awkward on a live video and you can't speak and. Yep. And you can't say paralysis. Maybe video is not the one for you, no. not the channel for you. Maybe writing is is your thing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe good photography, and great imagery. Or yep. yep. Okay. All right. Well, how we sort of covered this a little bit, but measurements—the measurements that we can put in place for brand awareness—we mm-hmm. um, touched on uh, social media engagement. Yep. So I guess people liking, following your page. Yep. Um, it's probably more. I think probably when I was saying about um, you know that 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 numbers chasing that numbers. Yeah. I think you would agree with this too that really engagement is greater than than the numbers. So if people can actually, if they're commenting, that's like real that's, engagement. That's equivalent that- to like. 50 likes, you know, that's someone actually bothering to say something on a post. I don't know if there's a word for it or a phrase. There probably is. I just don't know it. But like I would call it deep engagement yeah. where it's not just flicking through 
click the like button yeah and then moving on yeah they're actually but that relies on you engaging back it does and you have to actually um prompt or, or provoke that engagement so yep. that can be done via what you're writing in your post you can ask questions um, but when somebody replies make sure you comment back like you've got to yes. get back you yeah. have to get back to people yep and a really good tactic is to respond with another question and get right. them to keep, like make it a conversation and, and keep it going and yeah. and then you know your uh, the the engagement score that behind the scenes that Facebook gives your post will be mm. jumping through the roof and yep. it's probably going to get more reach and just snowballs from there. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know what other um, real metrics that we we sort of site visits. I guess your, your Google Analytics. You could look at. Um, you know, how many visits you're getting? Um, yep. Are people returning? Are they yep. unique visitors? Are they coming back? Um, if you're doing any kind of uh, campaigns to increase your brand awareness, you could be looking at traffic sources. Yep. So if you're doing a mass push on social media mm-hmm. and you see a spike in your social media referral traffic, then great. Um, yeah, outside of that, I'm not sure. You can, uh, you know, this, this happens all the time with new businesses. And we try and think of ways uh, at Pixel to, to try and measure these campaigns. And unless you physically ask each customer, how did you hear about us? Yep. Um, it can be tricky, but um, you could do promotions yep. where there's um, specific coupons for specific uh, target audiences or things like that. Um, specific landing pages and things like that. To, yeah. To where people are coming from and going to. Yeah, yep. but it can be a bit of work. You know, that's for a startup business, that can, can be quite a lot of stuff to try and set yeah. up. So if you keep it simple, I think keep in mind, always keeping in mind that it's a vanity metric, the social media likes and stuff like that. But yep. uh, And the, and t- to be honest, the site visits as well. So it might come down to gut feel at the end it of can, the day. You know, and, and really, if you think about like uh, before we had, the, you know, these metrics that we get with from the internet, you know, mm. with traditional marketing, um, it was all sort of guesswork. Like they, they would do sort of calculations on how many people are watching a TV show and that must mean a certain amount of people have seen your ad, but it doesn't mean people haven't, you know, gone to the fridge and that, or, or they're just, you know, tuning out or it doesn't, it doesn't really mean very much. So, yeah. you know, in a strange way, um, we become a little bit reliant on, on those metrics and I think people put a lot of pressure on that, 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 but it's only always telling us part of the story. So, you know, around that brand awareness, it's not like, there's one number that you can get. It'd be like, okay, we've 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 done it, we've cracked it, and yeah. and I think a lot of the time it is gut feel. Like, what are the numbers on something like Apple? Well, you know, mm. you, you just know, you just know that every person knows these brands. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you you start to understand. I mean, over the long term, you get that feeling. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you would understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, with me, I um, you know, if I run into people in the industry and they go, and I, and I haven't met them before, when when they understand the business that I'm from, they go, oh, I do, I, you know, I know your work. So it means yeah. that I, you know, I, I don't have a metric for that. No. But when I actually meet those people and they go, oh, you know, I know, I know the stuff that you do. Um, it's a solid tick. It's a solid tick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, and 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 we we didn't have that stuff once upon a time. You know, you go back. Yeah. It was like probably only like 15 years ago yeah. when there wasn't really any any method to, to track all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not important and, you know, forget about it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just be careful with how you weight it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, as with all statistics, I think, you know, they, they can be skewed and you, you can, I've seen, I've worked with brands where they have said 
you know, or our target audience. We, th we believe it's this because of, um, you know, these are the people that are engaging with us. And, and, and one was specifically, um, they were said it was, it was young mums. I'm like, it didn't match what, the, what their product was. Yeah. Um, but they did a couple of giveaways that were like mum and ch children packs. And I'm like, well, that's, that's controlled that whole conversation. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, even though they're looking at data and that data was tr true. Yeah, yeah. They they sort of manipulated set it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm conscious of taking up too much of your time, Corey. But thank you no, thank very you. much for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, as usual, you can um, hear this podcast on the Pixel website, on uh, YouTube, on Spotify, and of course iTunes. And if you can, it'd be great um, if you could leave us a review and a rating on there. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. <laughs>